And good evening. Let's take our Bibles to Hebrews chapter 12. Hebrews chapter 12. We've been there a couple times lately. I'm going to be on the lapel tonight. And it's the one that's marked Samantha Bible. Is it working? All right. Hebrews chapter 12. And uh, I'd been working on uh, a message. And uh, just so happened, the preacher was working his way through Hebrews on Wednesday nights and got into Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1. And uh, it's a very special verse, a couple of verses here. Uh, ever since I was a teenager, I kind of made them my life verse. And they've always meant a lot to me. And tonight I'm going to kind of uh, pull something out of this, uh, something that kind of shows up to me in, in light of Scripture and other passages um, that I think would be a help to us uh, tonight. Hebrews chapter 12, verse, verse 1 and 2. We're going to read those. Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about... With so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which doth so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. And uh, we don't know if Paul was the writer of Hebrews. I think he is. I think there's some several indications there, and especially just because of the fact that he references the uh, the race. If you turn back to, um, oh, let's see here, turn back to 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 9. Paul would oftentimes reference, uh, reference racing or athletic events in Scripture. Of course, writing to the Corinthians, Corinth was like the seat of the Greek games, the Isthmian games, and the, the eventually the, what would be what even way we have nowadays the Greek, uh, the Olympians, uh, the Olympic games that have the tradition. Of course, <laughs> their games were not like ours. Uh, there's it involved death. <laughs> uh, their boxing matches were with uh, leather wrapped around the fingers with uh, with uh, nails and. Uh, pieces of shards of all kinds of stuff that would be bloody or, and oftentimes we don't do it like that nowadays but their their games are a little more rougher than ours um, nowadays we can't even get the guys on the guys team okay um, first Corinthians chapter uh, chapter number nine a familiar passage here uh, uh, verse let's pick up at verse number 24 it's a common reference uh, that Paul is preaching, uh, Paul is speaking to the Corinthians here. He says in verse 24, Know ye not that they which run in a rust, excuse me, race run all, but one receiveth the prize. So run that ye may be attained. Uh, and every man that striveth for the mastery is temperate in all things. Now they, that, now they do it to obtain a corruptible crown, but we an incorruptible. I therefore so run, not as, one, not as, not as uncertainty, so fight. I, not as one that beateth the air, but I keep my uh, under my body. Uh, excuse me, but I keep under my body and bring it into subjection, lest that by any means, when I have uh, preached to others, I myself should be a castaway. Of course, he's talking there. He's he's kind of illustrating the athlete, saying, "Hey, you know, the, as as Christians, you know, just as a a person." Who is going to be an athlete? They bring their they bring their bodies into into uh, subjection. They are temperate in all things, and they 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 tone themselves. They work out. They they uh, they take it seriously, and it, it, it all their whole life encompasses around training for this race or training for this 
competition. Uh, I remember as a wrestler in a wrestler, yeah, uh, in seventh and eighth grade uh, when I was 112 pounds. Um, you know, wrestling, you, you train to be a wrestler. You get down there, you, you run laps, and you're constantly doing push-ups and sit-ups and re practicing your reversals and your, uh, all your escapes and all these maneuvers and all the different stuff. And, of course, you know, full Nelson. <laughs> uh, of course, back then I was only 112 pounds. I was only half Nelson. <laughs> but um, third Nelson. But... Uh, uh, but but, if, but he kind of used, used an illustration here saying, you know, the, the athletic aspect saying, you know, as Christians, just as an athlete, uh, everything in their life is, con is, is under control. It's, it's temperate. It's, uh, they, 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 they're working towards it. And he says just as a Christian. Uh, as a Christian, we're supposed to be all in. It's supposed to be, be affect every part of our life. It's supposed to be bring every our, our character reined in to that of the, for the cause of Christ. He says with, they do it for they do it for a corruptible crown, but we do it for an incorruptible uh, incorruptible crown. But he talks about running here. He says he runs. He uh, we run the race just as in Hebrews twelve it talks about there is a race that is set before us. Uh, oftentimes, in, in, uh, in, in the book of Galatians, he's, he's uh, kind of admonishing the, the people of the church of Galatia. And he says, hey, you did run well. Who did hinder you? Once again, kind of another uh, athletic uh, uh, reference. But tonight, I want to I bring, some, bring something to our attention. And it's something, when I first, when we usually we think of a race, we think of an individual race. You know, we think of, okay, you know, runners, you know, we, I mean, we did that for our Camp Olympics a few, a few years ago. It's like, you, know, you get the runners, you all line up, and somebody shoots the starting pistol, and they take off. And we usually think of a race as an individual competition, where it's me against everybody else lined up against me. And when that pistol goes off, it's, me, my, it's my job to get off the block as quick as I could and to run as fast as I can and be the first person across the finish line. But tonight I'd like to, tonight I'd like to, to bring a kind of a, a little twist to the illustration. Because when I, when I, see, when I see Hebrews chapter 12 and uh, I, I even into uh, uh, 1 Timothy chapter 4 verse 6, 2 Timothy 4 6, we have Paul once again, he says, you know, he says, I fought a good fight. I have finished my course. Uh, I have kept the faith. But the more I look at this, I, I'm thinking, you know what? I'm not sure he's talking about an individual race here. I believe he's talking about a medley relay. You see, in, a, in, a, in an individual race, it's about me. It's about what I can do. I want to be the fastest. I'm going to be the next Usain Bolt. Okay, what's the last name Bolt? How can you not be fast? I mean, it's like you got to be fast if you're Bolt. It's like you know, Pastor, you know, like Pastor Bible. You know, you know, I mean, you got to be in the ministry with the last name Bible. You know? But uh, he's the new, new uh, world, uh, the was a hundred yard, hundred meter dash uh, uh, world record holder. But yeah, that's what we think of. But you know, the more I read scripture, the more I'm looking at this race that Paul's talking about. I'm thinking it's not necessarily an individual race where one person. It's actually a medley relay because it's about the team. It's not about just me. It's about and, 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 and there, there's more to it than that. It's a part. It's a part. Yeah, the race is definitely you, you, we're in the race, but it's not about me. It's about the team. And I have here got got me an illustration for me tonight. You know, I'm an old junior church pastor. Got to have an illustration. 
And so I went on Amazon.com and I got myself my $5 official baton, okay? Uh, it could probably be used for, used for just about anything, a drain pipe, but, uh, but this is supposed to be official spec um, uh, uh, a relay baton. But see, it's a little bit, a, a relay race is different than an individual race. A relay race is a process. One person taking something that they've been given, then they run their course, but then they have to take what they've been given and they need to hand it off to the next runner. And, and there's much more involved in this. It's not just how fast. You can have the fastest people on your relay team and still lose if you don't pass the torch, if you don't pass the baton right. If you drop the baton, you'll be, you'll be in trouble. Those of you who have ran track before, you know, there's, they will actually practice. When you're, running, when you're practicing uh, for, uh, for, for, for a relay, to, learn, to be a relay runner, it's not just about being fast. There's a, there's a handoff that has to be done. Now, I've never been in a... I, I haven't raced since I was in, like, you know, kindergarten. The only time I race is to the front of the buffet line. But they'll actually train and to actually train to be able to do the handoff because there's a certain technique to be able to... for the, for the, for the outgoing runner to raise the baton to the next person. And the next runner is reaching back to grab that baton because it's part of it. If this does not cross the finish line with the last runner, you lose the race. And so tonight I would like to, in your mind, I want you to think about passing the baton. Because I honestly believe that we, every single one of us are a part of this race. We are a part of taking what God has given us, running with it, and then passing it on. Every one of us in our own, we have our own little race that we are running. We are running the race that we are looking unto Jesus. Since the day I got saved, God has wanted me to look unto him, the author and finisher of my faith. The author and one who has a will for my life, though he has, he has a race that he wants me to run, but he wants me to follow him. Right. See, it's different than a regular race. A regular race, you're on the ground, you're looking at the track, you're looking at everybody else, trying to make sure they're behind you, <laughs> make sure they're not making time on you. And you, man, you're just picking them up and putting them down. But, he, but you know, we look at Hebrews, and as Pastor preached, uh, preached a couple Wednesdays ago, we run, were supposed to be running with patience, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. Normally you think, well, you run a race, it's just, hey, how fast can I go? But the race that God has for us to run is, is a patient race because we're supposed to be following him. And wherever he leads us, that's the where I'm supposed to go. He made me. He may lead me to the mountaintop. He may lead me through a valley. Valley. He may lead me. This it, is. It, it, just. I'm supposed to follow him. And there will come a time when he's going to say, "Your race is now finished. You must pass the baton." But I think it's important that in every aspect of our race, we be ever mindful of what it's about. It's about the gospel. That's what this is. Everything that has been passed down to you and me is right here. You know, for thousands of years, you know, we hear we, we, we see Paul. Who is he speaking to in, in 2 Timothy? A young Timothy. And he was saying, he says, I'm, here he is his last days, and he can literally, he says, my, my day of departure is at hand. 
And I think he, you know, quite possibly almost by hearing the footsteps of the soldier, the executioner coming to take his life. But he knew that his time was limited. And so Paul, the apostle, is saying, Timothy, you, you need to take the baton. You need to take, keep the faith. Hold fast to the faith. He says, I, my departure, I says, my race is over. I'm done. This is my, 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 the day of my departure is hand. I've finished my course. But you have to take the faith and run with it. You must take it. You know, somebody's going to try to take it from you. Someone's going to try to mess with your, mess with your, with, with your faith. Hey, there's going to be teachers having itching ears. Watch out for them. Beware of dogs. He says, beware of this stuff. There's going to be perilous times that are going to come. You're going to go through some rough patches. You hang on to the faith. Don't let it slip. And I believe the same challenge comes to us today because, you know why? Paul passed it to Timothy. Timothy passed it to the people. And for thousands of years, this baton has been being passed from Christian to Christian to Christian to church to people to nation to America to me. And it's our job to make sure that we take care of this baton, that we don't drop it, that we don't mess with it, that we don't lose it along the way. You know, we have this Bible. The reason why we have this Bible is because God wants us to have it, and he's used people to pass it from generation to generation. You know, I love it. It's kind of cool. The King James, you know, the King James Bible was, tra was, uh, was translated from a set, of, a set of documents called the Textus Receptus, the received text. The Bibles that have been passed down from church to church, generation to generation, people to people as they spread it throughout the world and they put it all back together and says, okay, this is what God said, and we're translating it, and now we have the King James Bible. I don't want to mess with it. I don't want to drop it. I don't want to, I don't want to change it. I want to take that which I've received and I'm going to hand it off to the next generation. Every generation must reach back behind them take the baton, run their race, and then hand it off to the next generation. I'm so glad that there's been people in my life that I've seen, you know, I've, I've been around enough to see juniors that have come through the, you know, that have come through the ranks here, and they're out, and then they have received, and they, they, they said, you know what, something burned in their heart, just like my heart when I was a teenager, and they says, you know what, God has something for me. I'm going to reach out and I'm going to take it and I'm going to live it and I'm going to grab a hold of this thing called Christianity and church and soul winning and, and standards and separation and, and, and living for the Lord and, and being holy in my life and I'm going to take this thing and I'm going to run with it and you're here tonight and that warms my heart because that's what has to happen there has to be a there has to be in order for in order to finish the race somebody has to pick up the baton there has, to be some, there has to be a new generation of Christians who get saved and then reach out and grab that baton and run with it. And they start, they start coming to church and they start, they start getting busy in the church and start helping and start, uh, start doing stuff. And boy, it's just, it warms my heart to see we have, we have you know, uh, so many that used to be kids in the nursery who have grown up and now they're Sunday school teachers. Now they're pianists. Now they're singers. Now they're... Teachers, they're 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 just doing. They're they're taking the baton and they're running with it. They didn't leave it dropped. I'm so glad that Pastor Joel 
And somewhere in, in his later, te later teen years, got the got a burning desire in his heart to serve the Lord and, and, and to be uh, to be full time to, to start being a pastor, youth pastor, whatever it was. You know, the old it's like wherever you go, God, I'll have it. I'll do it. You know, and because you know, honestly, for years, I taught. I was in junior church. I think it was 15, 17, I don't know, a bunch of years I was in junior church. You know what happens? You get old after a while. Come on. No kidding. The other night we were out there, you know, you guys were all playing board games. I go, I, I got this. I'm going to be a help to all the parents. I'm going to go play with the kids, keep them entertained for a while. Uh -huh. I'll wear them out. <laughs> yeah, I was hurt the next morning. I was like, oh, wow. I'm so glad that there's, another, that there's generations of young people no, I, 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 I'm only, I'm going to grab that thing and I'm going to run with it. I'm going to be on a sewing bus. I'm going to be on a bus route. I'm going to be a bus driver. I'm going to, uh, I'm going to help clean tables. I'm going to help sweep floors. I'm going to help sing. I'm going to do whatever because I'm going to pick up that thing and I'm going to run with it. And that's kind of, the, I guess, the 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 challenges tonight. And this actually, it's it's a convicting challenge for me. We have to be ready to pick up that mantle. We have to be ready to pick up the baton. Oftentimes, young people, we're so busy getting doing our own thing. The, the old generation is waiting there saying, my time, is, my, my time is limited. I need you to pick this up. And so many young people are like, no, nah, I'll think about it. Let me get my thing going on here, and if I have time, I'll fit it in. Oh, I'm sorry, I can't teach a Sunday school. I'm just, I'm just too busy. I can't, I can't do this, can't do that. I, I, I'm just sorry, I just can't. And oftentimes that baton will fall to the ground. You know, we wonder why, you know, we see, we see in, in America, we see across the world is, is we're seeing uh, missionaries have to come off the field. We're seeing churches close. Why? It's because the next generation doesn't want the baton. And it's getting dropped. We have to be careful. We need young people that are stirred for the Lord. To follow Jesus, to say, I'm going to look to Jesus, the author and finisher of my family. I'm not going to look to the world and worry about my thing. I'm, going to go, I'm not going for that corruptible crown. I'm going to go for that incorruptible crown. And I'm going to, put, I'm going to set my face to, the, to Christ, whatever he wants me to do. If whatever, whatever, he wants me to be the best plumber, best, best carpenter, best anything, but I'm going, to be a, I'm going to be a solar. I'm going to be a worker in church. I'm going to be there every week. I'm going to be a part of this thing called Christianity. I'm going to live like a Christian, look like a Christian, act like a Christian. I'm going to tell other people about Christ. I'm in this race. We need young people that are saying, you know what? I'm if God, if you call me, I will, I will, I will be a missionary. I'll be a sister pastor. I'll be whatever it is that you want me to be. Because, of, because it all takes is one generation to say, nah, it's okay. Who's going to be the next missionary? Who's going to be the next brother and Mrs. Murillo? We need the young people, we need, we need a generation of young people that are willing to stay up and say, I'll, I'll take that baton, I want that. Here it is, I'm ready for it. You see, you know, in a, in a relay race, there's only a certain, amount of, there's a certain amount of time, there's a certain, I don't know, it was like a 20-meter little spot where the incoming runner and the outgoing runner are side by side. And it's at that point, and they have, there's a certain time. And if you miss it, you're disqualified. The baton, the baton you, you, you lose. We need, we need new Christians that are willing to step up and say, you know what, I may not know everything about Christianity, but I'm going to get busy doing something. I'm going I'm to, you know, uh, what do they call on-the-job training. 
I'm just, I may not know everything about Christianity, but I, I'm going to get busy doing something, you know. And I just, it was, it was the other night, uh, it was at uh, Angela and Tyler, you know, out there. They were one of the last people leaving. I said, hey, I'll help church. That's awesome. It's new people, it's new Christians. And, and getting excited, saying, give me that baton. I'm going to run with it. We have to pick up the baton. But also, let me challenge us. We also have to be ready to turn it up, to pass it off. Let me say this. It's easy, and I'm gonna. Uh, this is this is this is where the, the when I was working in this message, I really didn't like this part of the message because it was real convicting to me, and it is like, oh man, I don't want to say that because I'm like hypocritical. It's so easy to get so busy running my race, and I'm like, ah. Oh, Boy, Dan, you're going good. You got it going. You got it good. Boy, you look at, hey, everybody, everybody's looking at me. Got the race going. Wave to the crowd. And you run into the race. But all of a sudden, it's time to pass the baton on, and you're not ready to pass it on. You haven't prepared to pass the baton on to the next generation. Now, wait a minute. Oftentimes, it's the, it, it'd be my fault. I get so busy looking at what I'm doing instead of remembering that it's a team effort that there's one that comes after me, that I need to be preparing and I need to have something in case of the Lord because I, I don't know when the Lord's going to take me home. Honestly, I, it, could be, it could be 20, 30 years from now. I hope that is. But I don't know when the Lord's going to take me home. There's 48-year-olds that die of COVID. There's 48-year-olds that, that die in car accidents. There's 48-year-olds that get cancer. There's 48-year-olds that, and you know, I'm like you. I think I'm invincible. Ah, I'm a man, I'll man it up. You know, I'll get over it. What if God says, nope, you're not? Am I ready for the next generation? Am I, am I ready to pass the baton or am I just going to, oh, hope somebody, hope somebody gets it. You know, we need to be, we need, though we are, while we are running a race, we should always be planning and preparing and making sure that we're ready to hand something to the next generation. We need to make sure that I have something that we are taking that which we have given us and it's prepared and it's ready to hand off to the next generation. We've taught them, we've trained them, we've instructed them. We've taught them how to win a soul. We've taught them how to work a bus route. We've taught them how to, um, uh, to lead a choir. We've taught them how to do this and do that and the other things. The problem is, is yeah, I like the attention. Well, I like everybody seeing me do it. No, no, no. I'm so glad that several, that, that, that several years ago, Pastor Joel took over the junior church. He's doing a fantastic job with it. And that was a, that was a handing off. They're saying, hey, somebody needs to be able to do this and frees me up to do other things. And it's a passing off. And we have to do that. We have to be ready spiritually, physically, psychologically. You know what? If I get thinking it's all about me, I'll get bitter at God when God changes that. And it's a real big opportunity to get bitter. But when I, keep, when I keep in mind that it's not about me, it's about his race, it's about the gospel, it's about his work, not my work, that keeps it ever ready, that keeps me ever ready. If God calls me home, it's ready, prepared. We need to be prepared for that. Even in our families. You know, I, years ago, I got convicted. I go, you know what? If, if God was to call me home, I want to make sure that my family's taken care of. I got an insurance policy. 
God, I don't want, because, you know, if I, if, if I was to be called, God was to take me home, and then my family wasn't prepared for it, it's just like, drop the baton. We need to be prepared for the next generation. We need to be preparing the next generation. Not just hoping that, well, when, when I die, I hope somebody steps in. No, no, no. Let's take what we know and be training them now. Let's train our children. Make sure they understand. Make sure they know what Christianity is all about. <coughs> so they don't have to figure it out. You know, we look at the Old Testament, we see illustration after illustration of drop batons from generation to generation. There arose a generation that knew not God. Ah, it was such and such king served the Lord. His son served not the Lord. This one served not the Lord. This one served the Lord. It's like they were very bad at passing the baton in the Old Testament. You know, and it took some Josiahs to pick up the baton saying, oh, hey, you know, hey, there's the Bible. Let's read the Bible, find out what God said. And they had revival. But then they have the exact opposite. From the, it's amazing how back and forth they were. Why? Because they weren't handing it from generation to generation. <coughs> Eli was able to pass the baton to Samuel, but he couldn't to Hophni and Phinehas, his own, his own children. Let's make sure we take what we have that's been handed to us and make sure we pass it on to the next generation. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. I, I look at this and I say, you know, <coughs> here we are, January 2022. I want to run the race for the Lord. Not for me. Not for what I get out of it. Not for a corruptible crown. Not for notoriety. I want to run the race because it's the greatest race in the, to run. <laughs> it's an awesome race. Uh, to see the Lord, how, how, what God does with his word, what God does with his people, what God does with his church, what God does with our missionaries, what God does with us, thus, though we are completely unworthy. And in my opinion, I'm completely unusable, but God somehow manages to use me anyway. It's a wonderful race to run. And I love it. And I want to continue on that race. But while I'm on that race, I want to be ready, <coughs> to be ready and make sure the next generation has that can run that race too. And it's a, it is, it's a race that's worth running. It's a great race. And the, the nice thing is God has a promise to us. Take, take a look at, uh, take your Bible to Isaiah chapter 40. Isaiah chapter 40. Isaiah chapter 40, very familiar verse. Isaiah chapter 40, verse 31. It says, but they that wait upon the Lord. That sounds like someone who is looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary, and they shall walk and not faint. You know, it's important while we are running our race for Jesus Christ that we make sure we're looking into him. Because that's where we are going to get our strength renewed. And there will, I believe there will be times of running. There will be times when we can, all we can do is walk. But when we, are, when we are waiting on Christ, when we are looking unto him, the author and finisher of our faith, he will pace us. He will not wear us out. He will pace us. He will give us the strength. He will give us everything that we need. He is everything that we need. 
He is that I am. But while we run this race, let's make sure we're doing it for the right purpose. Not about me. It's about the Lord's work. And I want, I want to see this. I want to see the next generation and the generation after that have the same thing that we have here. I love this church. I love Gospel Light. I want to spend the rest of my life here. And I, I hope I, you know, I'll be a, you know, 80-year-old youth pastor. Oh. <laughs> Amen. My kids. But it's the greatest race to run. It's the greatest race to run. To see the Lord working in our young people's lives, to see uh, our church, our young people, see God bringing us new folks to the church, it's awesome. And let's take 20, I guess maybe let's take 2022 20, 20, and let us run with it. Let's keep our eyes on Jesus Christ and just say, what wilt thou have me to do? That's, that's what Paul did when he started his race. <laughs> Freshly saved, you know, what would that have me to do? And let's do it. Let's get busy serving the Lord. If, you, if, there, if, there's a, if, there's a, if there's a baton out there, pastor says, hey, we have a baton. We need something. We need a nursery worker. Let's go grab it. Uh, if we need somebody to sweep, let's grab it. Uh, if we have, we need, we need more choir members, let's grab it. Uh, we need some, you know, we need this or that. Let's grab that baton and run with it. Let's not let that baton drop. We need more workers. We need, we need more faithful people. And let's just see what God can do as we strive together for the cause of Christ. Let us pray. Heaven, Heavenly Father, thank you, Lord, for tonight. Thank you, Lord, for this group of people. Lord, many of them, if not all, are, are personified in this message as they have taken the baton. They're here tonight because they are running the race. They're busy for the Lord. They're serving. Their hearts are beating for you. Lord, I pray that you would encourage us. Lord, may our young people or our new Christians, those who are growing in Christ, Lord, if we have not grabbed that baton, Lord, help us to reach out, get excited about it. Take it. Take the baton of prayer. Take the baton of walking with God and reading Scripture. Take the baton of servant. Take the baton of soul winning. And let us run with it. Run all. And let us... <coughs> Give the next generation after us the thing, the same thing that which we have received. Lord, we ask these things in your name.